Today is Wednesday, February 24th, 2021, and this is Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Your Weather Command forecast. For the rest of your Wednesday, clearing skies, highs 30 to 35, west winds 5 to 15 miles an hour. Tonight, breezy and mostly cloudy. Patchy blowing snow after midnight. Lows 15 to 20. Southwest winds 10 to 15 miles an hour, increasing to 15 to 25 miles an hour after midnight. Thursday, very windy. Mostly cloudy with patchy blowing snow in the morning. Highs 35 to 40. Southwest winds 25 to 40 miles an hour. Thursday night, breezy and partly cloudy in the evening, then becoming mostly cloudy. Lows 20 to 25. West winds 15 to 25 miles an hour. Friday, breezy and mostly cloudy. Highs around 35, west winds 15 to 25 miles an hour. Friday night, colder and mostly cloudy, 20% chance of snow. Lows around 10 above. Saturday, colder and mostly cloudy, 50% chance of snow. Highs 20 to 25. Saturday night and Sunday, partly cloudy with lows 5 to 10. Highs around 35. Sunday night, not as cold and mostly clear. Lows 20 to 25. Monday through Tuesday, partly cloudy, highs around 40, lows 15 to 20. The Haver Public School Board of Trustees held a special meeting on Tuesday evening to provide an update on the reopening plan and appoint a new trustee. Superintendent Craig Mueller said the transition to four days a week of in-person learning has worked well, although it has come with its fair share of challenges, including staffing shortages at times. Mueller says Fridays have been crucial to keeping the district's 162 remote learners on track, and the divide between remote and in-person learners would grow if the district were to move to five days a week. The district has created a survey for parents to fill out, and they will use that information when they next consider adjusting the reopening plan at their board meeting on March 9th. The decision to remain in Schedule 3A was reached by the board on the recommendation of Mueller. Also at the meeting, the board approved two slight updates to emergency policies. One amends the language for physical distancing requirements to add the words, whenever possible which is an acknowledgement that in Schedule 3A, there are situations such as passing time where maintaining six feet of distance is not possible. The other policy tweak is to require face coverings on district property, with a few exceptions, such as when eating or drinking or for those unable to wear a face covering for medical reasons. Masks have already been required on district property, but this replaces previous language put in place under directives issued by now former Governor Steve Bullock that called for required face coverings when Hill County was above four active cases of COVID-19. Before the meeting adjourned, the board conducted interviews with three finalists and appointed Lorraine Larson to the trustee seat that was vacated when Ed Hill resigned. The seat will be up for election in May. Larson worked with the district as a special education teacher for 14 years and then was a school psychologist for 26 years. A Haver man is facing two felony charges after allegedly tampering with a witness and violating a no-contact order. Anthony Dominic Harkins, 38, has an arraignment scheduled for March 1st in Hill County District Court. According to court documents, Harkins was arrested by Haver police on February 7th on suspicion of committing partner or family member assault. Harkins was sent to the Hill County Detention Center and served with a 72-hour no-contact order against the woman he allegedly assaulted. The next day, court records state that Harkins called the woman on the phone from prison at least 18 times. According to the affidavit, during almost all of the calls, Harkins instructed the woman to tell Haver City Court Judge Janie Hedstrom or other authorities to dismiss the case. 
In at least one of the calls, court documents allege that Harkins coached the woman on what not to say when she spoke to Child Protective Services about a pending investigation. Harkins is also facing a potential revocation of a suspended sentence in a separate case. In March 2020, Harkins was given a one-year suspended sentence with the Hill County Detention Center after pleading guilty to the misdemeanors of fleeing from or eluding a peace officer and a stop sign violation. As per the terms of the agreement, four other charges, including felony criminal endangerment, were dismissed at sentencing. Harkins remains in the detention center. The UM Legislative News Service reports a bill advancing in the legislature would expand Good Samaritan laws to apply to sex workers. House Bill 520 would give sex workers who report sexual assault immunity against prostitution charges. The bill's supporters said passing it could help protect trafficked people. Kimberly Dudick is an attorney and former lawmaker from Frenchtown. If we can identify one person who might be a serial predator through this legal change, we can stop that person from raping in the future. There were no opponents. One lawmaker raised questions about sex workers taking advantage of the law, but Billings Republican Representative Mallory Stromswald said that shouldn't matter. I think that this is a really good bill, and I don't think we should kill it just because there could be some loopholes for people, because in the end, I think it would do more help than harm. The bill passed out of committee 10 to 9 and now moves to the full House. Taking a look at local COVID-19 updates for today, we'll start with Hill County, which yesterday reported one new COVID case and one recovery. Total case count for Hill County, 1,889, 13 active, 2 hospitalized, 1,836 recoveries, and 40 deaths. Over in Phillips County, they did not report any new COVID cases yesterday or recoveries, but did have one new hospitalization. Total case count for Phillips County, 501, 10 active, 3 hospitalized, 476 recoveries, and 15 deaths. We've not received a COVID-19 update as of late from Blaine, Liberty, or Shoto counties, but we'll make sure to pass it along once it's provided. Turning to state news. Today's COVID-19 update is in from the Department of Public Health and Human Services. Today, Montana reported 209 new COVID-19 cases, bringing the cumulative total to 99,242. The active case count is 1,854, active hospitalizations 97, death toll 1,348. Counties with the most new cases today, Gallatin 54, Yellowstone 38, Butte Silverboat 24, Missoula 14, Ravalli 13, Flathead and Lewis and Clark, both 12. Looking at the COVID vaccine dashboard, total doses administered in Montana up to 225,330 with 73,259 Montanans fully immunized. A Montana House committee has tabled a bill to abolish the death penalty. The 11-8 vote Tuesday followed a hearing on the bill by Representative Ed Staffman, a Democrat from Bozeman. Staffman argued that he brought the bill to replace the death penalty with the punishment of life without possibility of parole due to the possibility of killing an innocent person, the costs of prosecuting a death penalty case, and its inconsistent application. Opponents argued the law should still be on the books in cases where someone kills a law enforcement officer or kills someone in prison after being sentenced for murder. Montana's governor says he will use his own plane for business travel rather than a state aircraft. The AP reports Republican Governor Greg Gianforte's office says he purchased the fixed-wing single-engine plane in December. The state will assume liability in the event of a crash or other unforeseen incident when Gianforte flies in the Pilatus aircraft, PC-1247E, while conducting official business. It was not immediately clear how information about travel on the plane and accounting for the time of its use for state business versus personal use will be documented. Gianforte's budget eliminated the state air transportation program. 
Agricultural groups and anti-hunger organizations are pushing the Biden administration to continue a program launched by President Donald Trump that spent $6 billion to prevent farmers from plowing under food and instead provide it to millions of Americans left reeling by the coronavirus pandemic. The U.S. Department of Agriculture began the Farmers to Families Food Box program in April 2020 after many people were shocked to see farmers destroy crops even as food banks were being overwhelmed by demand from people suddenly out of work. If the USDA extends the program, it will be a rare example of the new administration retaining rather than dismantling a Trump initiative. The Bureau of Land Management announced that an attorney who previously worked on agency issues for environmental groups will serve as the new deputy director. The AP reports that the Department of the Interior announced Nada Culver will effectively run the agency for the short term, replacing former agency director William Perry Penley. The department said Culver's new position is the first in the succession order, so she will perform delegated duties of the director. Penley also occupied the role. The director position is subject to a Senate confirmation process following nomination by the president, but President Joe Biden has yet to nominate someone as a director. For Native Americans, Deb Holland is more than an elected official, on track to become the first Indigenous Secretary of the Interior Department. She is a sister in Ani and a fierce Pueblo woman whose political stances have been molded by her upbringing. Holland's confirmation hearing has been closely watched in Indian country, with tribes and tribal organizations for weeks urging people to write and call U.S. Senators who will decide if she lands the job. Holland is in her second term representing New Mexico in Congress. An unarmed Minuteman III intercontinental ballistic missile was successfully launched from California in a test of the defense system. The U.S. Air Force said the missile blasted off from Vandenberg Air Force Base at 11.49 p.m. Tuesday and arced over the Pacific Ocean, delivering a test reentry vehicle to a range near Kwajalein Atoll after a flight of about 4,200 miles. The missile was randomly selected for the test from Malmstrom Air Force Base in Great Falls was transported to Vandenberg and reassembled. And now, taking a look at your wheat prices for today. Daily prices per bushel. For Hill County, winter wheat $5.91. Spring wheat $5.53. Lane County, winter wheat $5.81. Spring wheat $5.48. Liberty County, winter wheat $5.96. Spring wheat $5.53. Shoto County, winter wheat $5.91. Spring wheat $5.53. And Phillips County, winter wheat $5.76. Spring wheat 5.43. And that does it for your Wednesday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Thanks for listening. And remember, seven days a week, we are your source for news and information. KOJM, KPQX, and HighlineToday.com. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. Stay safe out on the roads. And please continue to do your part to help flatten the curve.